They're gliding baseball rags. See the pitcher throw and strike them out. You got them going. Oh, oh. They're sliding baseball rags. Don't you be a quitter. Show them you're a heavy hitter. Some classy curve the pitcher twirling. Go on, kids. Spin without a whirling. Hey, soak it out. Soak it out. Make a home run. Ball. Strike. Safe hit. First base. Make second. You're a bird. Keep it going, sonny. Make me win a lot of money. Don't stop until you're touching third. You're a holy terror. Center fielder made an error. Slide, slide. You made a good beginning for you know that your team always makes a winning when you play ball and sing that baseball rag. Hello, everybody, as Mel Allen used to say, and welcome to Free Baseball, the podcast willing to go into extra innings to bring you informative, analytical, and entertaining perspectives on our national pastime, past, present, and future. Every Friday during the baseball season, you'll meet the famous and the obscure, explore baseball's recent changes as well as its timelessness, At the end of today's show, we'll tell you how you can find and enjoy free baseball every week, so stay tuned for that. To start off, we'll be prognosticating, looking ahead at what we can expect during the 2023 season, identifying the teams and players you'll want to watch. Today's show will look at the eastern divisions of each league. Next week, we'll evaluate the central and western. Of course, we always will heed the words of former Astros pitcher Joaquin Andujar, who famously said, You can describe the game of baseball in one word. You never know. Thank you, Jane Jarvis. Okay, we're a week into the new season. What have we learned so far? Well, first, the games are going to be shorter this year due to the new pitch clock rules. Apparently, baseball commissioner Rob Manfred thinks the fans will enjoy baseball more the less they see of it. Also, we notice that speed matters again, due to the bigger bases and the restriction on pitchers throwing over to first base trying to hold runners on. Unfortunately, we've also learned there will still be too many strikeouts and poor fundamentals by players who should know better. I visited spring training in Arizona last month, and I was taken by the growth of electronics in developing young talent. It seemed like everywhere you looked, there was a young player huddled with a coach or a manager analyzing something on an iPod or looking at a computer screen. I also noticed a decline in teaching the historic fundamentals of the game. Oh, well. Let's start now by taking a look around the leagues, first with the National League's Eastern Division. You remember last year, don't you? Of course you do. 
three teams from the National League Eastern Division made the playoffs, the Braves, Mets, and Phillies. The third-place Phillies went all the way to the World Series. So it's one of the strongest divisions in all baseball, and I expect that to be true as well in 2023. I'm going to pick the Braves to finish first. They have the best lineup. They are the most future-proof of all these teams in that they have all their young stars locked up to long-term contracts. Smart management. They have stars in the outfield, in the infield, on the mound, and behind the plate. You can't do much better than that. I suspect the Braves, who won 101 games last year, will probably be around that mark this year. I could see them winning the division more easily than they did last year when they beat the Mets on a tiebreaker. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be healthy this year, and if he is, look out. He is due for a bounce-back season, and realizing that this team won 101 games with half of him in the lineup last year, uh, the future looks bright in Atlanta. I think the Mets, certainly they're paying for a good team, and they have a good team. They've got a lot of talent up and down the lineup. They've got stars in the rotation. However, when they lost Edwin Diaz during the the World Baseball Classic, uh, that was a gut punch to this team, and you do not easily replace the best reliever in baseball. I think the Mets will uh, be inconsistent on offense, and as an older team, you and I know the older you get, the, uh, the more the injuries mount up and the longer it takes to bounce back. The Mets will have their customary injury problems this year, and I think that's going to keep them out of the division lead. But I think the Mets will be a wild card team with around 95 wins. A little disappointing to the fans in Flushing, but hey, Philly showed us last year, all you got to do is to get the postseason spot and then get hot. The Phillies, speaking of injuries, have already lost two of their stars. Reese Hoskins is now out for the season. That was a tough blow. The kid they had to replace him at first base just uh, broke a bone in his hand. He's going to be out for most of the season as well. And then... You've got, uh, you've got a debilitating injury to Bryce Harper, their best all-around player, who may be back in June or maybe the 1st of July, but he's only going to be able to DH, and this is a team that needs his presence on the field for defense as well as in the lineup for hitting. They did make what I consider to be the best pickup, the best single move of the offseason, when they signed Trey Turner to be their shortstop, their leadoff hitter, and uh, he's going to help them in the field as well. However, once you get past Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, their starting pitching is somewhat of a question mark, and if you've been following the Phillies at all the last decade, you know that the term Phillies and bullpen don't go together very well. I think the Phillies' pen this year, much as last year, has a lot of question marks. 
and uh, I don't think that's that's going to be a positive for them. So I would put the Phillies down for third place, maybe around 90 wins. That leaves the Marlins and the Nationals. Well, what can you say? They're the two youngest teams in the division and perhaps in all of baseball. The Marlins have an exciting pitching staff, and Sandy Alcantara, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, looks just as good this year. But the Marlins don't score many runs, and even with the moves that they made, getting Luis Arias, the American League batting champion, I don't think they're going to score a hell of a lot of runs this year either. So I would put the Marlins down for fourth place and well out of the uh, out of the playoff picture. The Washington Nationals are clearly the weakest team in the National du- National League in any division. But ask me in two or three more years and the answer might be different. They traded away Juan Soto but they got back a, a truckload of exciting prospects. Unfortunately, they'll be playing in the mid to low minors this year, so they're going to require a few seasons before they're ready to show what they can do on the major league level. The uh, pitching staff for the Nationals is the worst in the division, let's say. Uh, when Patrick Corbin is at the top of your rotation, you don't want to publicize that, all right? And their bullpen is also the weakest in the division. I don't think the Nationals will avoid losing 100 games this year. So for the National League East, let's mark the Braves, Mets, and Phillies for the postseason. The Braves winning the division, and I'd say winning it handily. Let's swing over to the American League East, where the Yankees generally rule. But this year, I'm going to pick the Blue Jays to win the division with the Yankees and possibly the Rays making the postseason as wild cards. The Blue Jays, they're a young team. They've made some moves in the last two seasons that have brought in some quality starting pitching. And, uh, and they've got young stars entering their prime. I think that uh, when you start with George Springer and go to Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Dalton Varsho, a new pickup, that lineup is going to score some runs. They've got power. They hit for average. And they've got Alec Manoa, a young ace, heading the rotation. Kevin Gaussman was a pickup last year, and he's coming in. I think he's a solid number two. Chris Bassett, whom they got from the Mets, is going to help flesh out the rotation. The uh, question mark, I think, for the Blue Jays is Jose Barrios, a pitcher who had had fairly, uh, fairly good success with the Minnesota Twins. They traded a lot to get him, and he really has not put it together in, in, uh, in the Blue Jays' uh, stadium. I don't know what the reason is there. He has trouble early in games, but if he can even become a league average starter, I think the Blue Jays have enough to to go to the head of the class in the American League East. The problem I see with the Yankees, first of all, they've got 
They've got uh, position problems in both left field and at third base. The uh, rotation looks good on paper, but Carlos Rodon is hurt. Of course he is. He's always hurt, except last year. Luis Severino is hurt. He's always hurt, including last year. Nestor Cortez is, uh, is a wonderful pitcher and uh, an amazing pickup from the scrap heap. And Garrett Cole is the best starting pitcher in the American League East. The bullpen is decent, but not great. One thing in the Yankees' favor is that there really isn't an all-star bullpen in this division. So I think the Blue Jays will win the division with 98 wins. The Yankees will be just a couple of games behind. The Tampa Bay Rays are one of those teams, you look at them and you just don't know how they do it. They succeed generally every year with a lineup, a kind of a faceless lineup of decent players that most people who are not true fans have never heard of. Their number one pitcher, Tyler Glasnow, missed most of last year, and he's injured again this year. However, they've got, uh, they have this ability to find talent, not only uh, in the draft, but also through trades. They will trade for guys who are in the low minors in other organizations, and they develop them into quality ballplayers. So they are to be commended on that. Perhaps no franchise in the American League is better run than the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that uh, despite all that praise, once you get past Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena, the lineup is not exactly imposing. The bullpen... Well, they've got a bunch of guys you probably never heard of who throw 100 miles an hour, and they just keep trotting them out. But I don't think overall it's going to be enough to uh, get them past either the Yankees or the Blue Jays. So I, the Rays are my third-place team, wins in the upper 80s. They have an outside chance of making the playoffs, and uh, it'll depend, I think, on whether either the Angels or the Mariners put themselves uh, together and and, uh, play their best ball all year. The Baltimore Orioles are kind of a chic pick in some baseball quarters, but I am of the mind they're going to disappoint this year. Very often you will see a team that relies on young players that takes a significant step forward as the Orioles did last year. Invariably, those teams fall back just a little bit. It's two steps forward, one step back. I think the Orioles are still no better than a uh, middle-range team in the American League East. They've got some great, and I mean great, young players. Adley Rushman is the best catcher in baseball. I think they've got some rookies like Gunnar Henderson, and uh, a pitcher called Grayson Rodriguez, who are going to make an impact. And they have the number one farm system in all of baseball. So it won't be long before you'll be hearing a lot more about the Orioles in baseball circles. And I think within two or three years, they will be a true challenger, 
year after year for the Eastern Crown, just not this year. The Red Sox have been as up and down as any team in baseball over the last decade. Seems they're either winning the division or they're figuring a way to get out of the cellar. Well, they're trying to figure a way to get out of the cellar this year, and I don't think they're going to do it. They may nudge the Orioles for fourth place, but the Red Sox, many people don't know this, the Red Sox are without question the worst defensive team in the major leagues. Plus, they have a bullpen that doesn't throw strikes. They've lost a lot of talent. Xander Bogart's getting away last year was unconscionable. But they also lost J.D. Martinez, and it's going to take a while for their farm system to replace them with uh, commensurate talent. The starting rotation, here again, uh, they're relying on Chris Sale to come back from serious injuries. Corey Kluber is their number two starter. I repeat, Corey Kluber is their number two starter. That tells you a lot about where this team is going. Sorry, Corey. I think the Red Sox have a ceiling of fourth place, but more likely they'll finish last and they'll have trouble winning 75 games. So that's the American League East as I see it for 2023. Blue Jays in first, Yankees wild card, Rays third place, possible wild card. Orioles in fourth, and somewhat of a disappointment to their fans. The Red Sox, oh dear. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, Next week's show, we will be looking at the Central and the Western divisions of each league, and I'll give you my predictions for the individual awards as well. That's it for today's episode of Free Baseball. We'll be with you every week throughout the baseball season with more informative programming and analysis of our national pastime. You can find Free Baseball on Buzzsprout Podcasts, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Audible. As we join other platforms in the future, we'll pass that on to you as well. Free Baseball is a division of Black Range Publishing. You can find a link to our programming on the Black Range Publishing website, www.blackrangepublishing.com. You'll also find links to the other Black Range Publishing podcast, the Black Range Pub, and links to all of the books produced and released by Black Range Publishing. I'd like to thank you for listening to Free Baseball today. I'm your host, Robert Cadera. We'll see you next week. 